Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey folks, Josh Luke, co-host of the Dugout Dudes, formerly the Dodger Dudes, here with my buddy Brett Tomka. We are both quarantining. Brett, how is the quarantine going in San Diego County, man? It, it's interesting. It's been an interesting uh, few weeks, and I'm sure for everyone, it's it's you know it's it's an interesting time here in in the world, not just uh, the U.S. But you know, quarantine's been it's had its it's had its great things. It's had its challenges. I mean, I have two small kids that are 10 years old. And they are full of energy and not really on board with homeschooling yet. We just we're just getting into that. Um, but you know, it's trying to trying to keep the family safe, trying to you know know what is factual, what's not factual. It's so hard. I, I I'll be interested to get your take on stuff. You know, with your background with the hospitals and running a hospital. But you know, there's a lot of information out there, and and you watch the news as a parent, and you're concerned with what's going on and, and how this is going to affect you and your family and your kids and, and, you know, the hospitals and the nurses and the doctors who are, you know, doing the battle, uh, you know, on the front line. Um, so we can stay safe. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to know what, what's relevant stuff that you hear on the news and what's not. And it's, you know, I've, I've looked to your Instagram, you know, here and there <laughs> when you, when you give your little updates, but that stuff, that stuff helps, especially when it's coming from credible, credible people that have been there and know how things work and, and try to ease your mind a little bit to say, Hey, you know, as long as we're doing the right things and we're taking precautions that, you know, we're going to get through this because eventually we're going to get through this. Um, we're yeah, seeing, for sure. We're just seeing it in different countries that, you know, the, the curve is starting to go down and it's starting to flatten a little bit. People are getting a little bit back to normal, but you know, there's a lot of new terms out there and the new normal and, and yeah. social distancing and stuff that you've never heard. That's part of our fabric of, of vocabulary, especially right now. It's, you know, it's all a little overwhelming and scary, but we're, we're staying safe. We're, we're making limited trips out to the store and, and trying to be, you know, really, um, Thoughtful. Finding new pastimes with no baseball, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's, we, we've been very creative at our house. We've done outdoor movie night. We've done, you know, all sorts of stuff, lots of walks, um, you know, with the dog, the dogs are the ones that are making out. The dogs probably think this is the best time yeah. ever. They, they got the their owners home. want to walk anymore. She's not, yeah. <laughs> They're like, listen, you've taken us for too many walks. I'm good. You just stay home. But how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Um, so guys, I'll just give you kind of two minutes of, I was a hospital CEO. I'm well connected with uh, hospitals, doctors, uh, all the folks. I've been talking to folks at the, at the county, state, and federal level about maybe stepping in to help. I've offered myself up. Um, I ran acute hospitals, behavioral health hospitals, and nursing homes. And, and right now, that skill set actually is becoming more of a priority because the nursing homes, I don't know if you know this, but the nursing homes aren't going to take COVID patients because we were trained 
not to take anybody who's contagious because the other patients get sick. And so when you see what's going on in New York, and we're taping this uh, the last day of March, so in New York's uh, bad and about to get worse, and there's going to be other states that follow, but part of the hospital um, capacity issue is that they can't discharge patients that, need, that are probably getting better and need to go to a nursing home. They're having to wait till they get all the way better and they can go home. So anyway, I've been having those conversations, but here's what you need to know. What Brett referred to is I was doing, um, and I'll still do a few more on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. I was really doing it for moms and dads, like, like, like Brett and I and, and our wives to say, guys, here's what I want to know, what I'm being asked by people who are emailing me uh, initially about testing. Look, they're not testing you unless that you pretty much know you have it already because they don't have enough tests. But here's what you need to know. Stay home. Spend time with your family. Make a positive out of a negative. The worst of this in California is going to be behind us by April 20th if everybody does what they're supposed to. And unfortunately, folks that adhered started doing this. Gosh, I think it, it's been almost two and a half weeks now, right? Right. So it was literally like yeah. the Ides of March, I want to say, March 15th when we started doing this. But then the weekend came and it was sunny and people <laughs> went to the beach and played basketball. And it was like we started over every every other every day was a new reason to start over. So. Um, when Trump originally threw out April 13th, that, that played their card of this should have been over about then if everybody did what they were supposed to do. But remember, and I was just out in Arizona because I had to go out there because we have a place out there. We had to shut it up. Um, but um, they just started their lockdown yesterday. So it, it's like wow. March 30th. They're 15 days behind. And what I tell people in Utah and other places that text me is, guys, be thankful. It's, an, a, it's not an overreaction. Uh, in California, was it too late? Um, you could argue that, but no, it, it was right on time it, or, or a little late. Um, everywhere else, be thankful that you're ahead of it because in Washington, it was way too late. In New York, New York's just a different society. It's hard to say that they did things too late. I mean, everybody's on top of each other there. But guys, if we all quarantine, we all do what we're supposed to do. Uh, by April 20th or so, you're going to see, here's the, the indicator you're looking for. Fewer new cases today, new cases, not deaths, fewer new cases, positive tests than the day prior for two or three consecutive days. That's what has signaled the improvement in other countries. We should have that around here by April 20th or 25th. Remember this one other thing, Brett, deaths are going to continue to increase when the new cases decrease because the people that are comorbid and sick are going to keep getting sick for a couple more weeks. So guys, we didn't come on this show to talk about that. We came to talk baseball. And we're going to get to that uh, here in a second, but that's uh, just what I can tell you. Follow the rules. It's not an overreaction. And please, please, please don't make it political. We're all in this together. Um, there's people out there risking their lives for us. So to make it political is really demeaning them, whether it's a doctor and nurse or even the guy at the grocery store. So let's bond together. Let's let it make us stronger. Let's find positives too. Hey guys, I got a senior in high school, a junior in high school, and a college freshman. This is like two, three or four weeks that I'll never get back to spend time with them that I might not have had because they're growing up. So I'm trying to make it a positive. I encourage you to do the same. But Brett, let's talk some baseball, brother. Uh, first of all, one of the things you can do uh, while you're quarantining, we actually have sponsors on our show now. And so I'm going to read to you the first one because it's something I've been playing a little poker uh, with my buddies online. Uh, but our first uh, sponsor on this show is actually, if you want to do some betting, my, one of my brothers is a better, and I was joking with him a few weeks ago, I guess you can bet on like horse racing in Sweden or something like that. <laughs> there's so a there's few actually, other things you can bet on though <laughs> there's, there's that I didn't know about. There's plenty to bet on. And so um, while, while you're waiting this out at home with us, you can still have all kinds of fun and fun with betting at betonline.ag. That's A as in Apple, G as in George with an exclamation point after that. 
So with no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but but Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. So like I said, my buddies are big poker players, and they're setting up games saying, let's do it at 8.30 tonight. Try it at betonline.ag. Sports aren't aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts, American Idol. I love <laughs> I, I've been betting on American Idol for real since it started. The elections, the spelling bee, and their $750 poker series. So they're still fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. That's M-Y-P-O-D, all caps, M-Y-P-O-D100, to, to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code my pod 100 bet online the fun never ends so there's our first promo but brett people are so more wait concerned. so wait you you bet on american idol I, well i bet with uh, my buddy's kids that i used to pick up from school in elementary school and i picked it right the first two years so the bets were i get to pick one person in week three and they get the field and i won like five out of six years oh, the year i lost i think i i picked uh, the big uh, african-american dude and he lost to um Clayton, oh, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> okay, I forgot that guy's but, name. But I picked Carrie Underwood, which it wasn't a hard one. I, I didn't do it year one, Kelly Clarkson, but uh, every year after that, I was picking the winner, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. We bet yogurt, so we a bet good, a good buddy of mine is David Cook, who was on American Idol. Oh, yeah, we met, we met actually when he was on American Idol. They did they did the hometown uh, visits, and I was playing for the Royals, and we had been watching the show, and our PR guy knew that, so he's like, "Hey, do you want to show?" you know, Dave around the, the clubhouse and, and the field. And I'm like, sure. So we hung out. I ended up, I was actually on American Idol. I caught the first pitch. So when they, when they showed oh, it on TV, cool. I caught the first pitch and Dave and I have remained uh, friends. Uh, we, we did a fantasy football together this, this off season, or I say this off season, um, this last year. And, and yeah, he's doing little online concerts. Um, Good for him. Uh, on online right now so my wife even bought it we bought a virtual ticket to uh, to one on this saturday so our kids can watch him on because our kids know him and 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 it's 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 funny so, so yeah here's what i need you to do when the show's over because you mentioned before that you knew him and i'm surprised i didn't tell you this i have his uh, american idol performance of lionel richie's hello on my ipod probably the only american idol download i've ever done because it was just an amazing jam he just tore it up i don't know if you remember that um, but it's a short one. So can you text him and say, hey, I need you to send me and my buddy the full version of Lionel Richie's Hello, because I have the actual American Idol download. So no, he, he, um, he stayed at our journey. house before a couple of times. Maybe, maybe next time he comes down, we'll, do, we'll have a personal concert for Tell him. Tell him to send a text, man. I need that full version. It's only like one <laughs> verse, bro. So, so let's talk uh, Mookie Betts, the Dodgers, uh, big free agent signee. Will he ever get to wear the Dodger blue in a game because the – you probably know more about it. I know you, you mentioned to me that you actually reached out to Tony Clark this week but on something different. But uh, will you ever see him play in a Dodger uniform? Because my understanding is the players brokered a deal that said if they don't play this season, the free agents are free agents. Yeah, they're, they're free agents. Um, I was just reading something today about, about what's going on with baseball. And, you know, they're being very um, diligent about what they're doing and how, how to approach this whole thing because – you know, like you said, the, the country's in a, in an interesting spot, but I read some stuff, you know, they're talking about if the season starts up, they're kind of looking towards like the NBA 81 games is kind of that um, threshold of, of, you know, how many games are acceptable to have a full season. And there's, there's talks about starting the season with, with no fans uh, in the stadiums um, and, and playing more double headers with less days off. 
Um, it, it's very interesting what, what, you know, the, the players union and the owners are, are talking about how they're really going to handle this uh, that have to do with minor league systems because there'll be no minor league games. So, you know, how do you have minor leaguers that are ready to go? If people get hurt, do you expand the rosters? There's a lot of, yeah, I was thinking they on. have to expand the rosters. If yeah. They're, they're talking about going to like a, training. a 30, 30 man um, roster yeah. uh, instead of the 25 or 26, um, which, which makes the entry because injuries happen and, and it's inevitable. And, you know, I've been on some teams where it was like a revolving door when people got hurt, especially pitchers, when pitchers get hurt sure. and they got to go on the DL especially with this time off um, that they're having right now. I've seen some interesting stuff on social media of guys taking um, tea work <laughs> in their high rise apartments with nets yeah. in their living room and, and, and stuff like that. I saw Joey Gallo uh, taking yeah, swings. Um, so it's, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of variables and a lot of question marks with this all happens. And if we start seeing a decline where, you know, the country's going to start opening up little by little, it would be a, a crazy dynamic. We'll get into Mookie for a second, but it'd be a crazy dynamic to have games without fans. Um, interesting. I think you can I've, expect it. I, I think they're going to have to do a short spring training, uh, get pitchers three starts, which is what a 19 day spring training, and um, then go to double headers in in, Flo in Florida and in Arizona for two or three weeks with no fans, just as kind of real games. I think not... they're talking about yeah, like real games in the stadiums with no fans. Yeah. Which I'll tell you, I played independent ball at the end of my career, coming back from <laughs> an injury. So listen, talk about no fans. There was we were in Bridgeport, um, Connecticut, and uh, if you've ever been to Bridgeport in the stadium, bigger than it's... Bridgeport, California. Oh man! So <laughs> so listen, this is. <laughs> So me and a, a former player, Michael Wurtz, we, we had a great team. It was New York, Pennsylvania. We had like 14 or 15 former major leaguers on our team, uh, Mark Tian, a bunch of different guys. So Mike Wurtz, uh, we're sitting uh, in the bullpen. He used to pitch for Oakland. Um, I think I want to say for the White Sox for a minute. But we're sitting there, and we had a rain, rain delay. And, and, you know, in independent ball, you got to get the games in because you don't go back to cities for a long time. And, and so rain delays for a few hours and they decide they're going to start the game and there's no one there. They had shut the stadium down and we had started a game at like nine o'clock at night with no one in the stadium. So, you know, independent ball was a whole different beast. It wasn't, it, the baseball was different. So Wurtz and I in full uniform, you know, I wasn't pitching that day. He was in the bullpen. I had pitched a couple of days before. Uh, in full uniform, we went up about 20 rows deep behind the bullpen and sat in the stands <laughs> and watched the game as fans in full uniform. And it was, it was, it was bizarre because you, there, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I guess if you go to a high school game and there's not a lot of, of buzz and crowd noise, you know, players feed off that. They're, what there's, they pipe in the, the sound like they do <laughs> fake, the television fake, shows? Man. Fake cheering when, when guys get hits and, 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 and when there's a three, two count, that would be interesting. Um, but it's, it would be a weird dynamic to play games without anyone in a, you know, a stadium that holds 45, 47,000 people, because the, you know, there's adrenaline, there's, there's, there's guys that really get off on, on, you know, the crowd home and away. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but I know they're, they're, they're really going to do it the right way because everyone's got to be safe. All the people that are working with the teams and the players have to be safe. So you know, in that respect, if, if, if they do start it up, then you'll see Mookie Betts in a uniform and it'd be a Dodger. Um, you know, it would be, I don't know. It would be an interesting thing if, if the, you know, if this ran longer and they decided not to play the season and we lost the whole season, what would Mookie Betts do? Would the Dodgers try to go back and re-sign him and, and, 
you know, make him a Dodger once again. It would be, there's a lot of things that could happen. So Brett, are you hearing they're going to have a double header every Saturday or something along those lines? And are you hearing no interleague, just uh, mostly division and, and intro? I, you know, I haven't heard that much. I, I, I just read a few articles about it, just kind of stating what the minor league system would look like, um, how many games they would try to shoot for um, to make it kind of a fair season. Um, but wait, hold on. Let me back up. They they have to play interleague or they have a, an off day, right? Because there's there's an odd amount of teams in the different leagues. Is my I mean, I'm sure there would be some type of interleague that would happen. I, I'm sure I'm sure the the schedulers and and they would really have to, you know, throw whatever algorithm or or computer program they have to try to make it as balanced as they can and and fair for everyone. But you know, the travel would be interesting because you know there's a lot of travel and double headers and flying cross country to get to certain places, it would, it'll be strange. And I'm sure the players will do whatever they are asked to do because I know, you know, I know personally, some of the guys are just itching to get out there. They, you know, it's, it's what, what's in our blood. It's what we're, are, we're ready to do. And, and, you know, to have that taken away, um, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. Guys are, I'm sure guys are, are ready to go and they're itching to go, but it's going to be, be safe. a grind. Right. Yeah. But I mean, how do you complain because you're getting an extra month and a half of, it's not vacation, but it's just, it's a new time. It's a different time. Yeah, no. And it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting if it, it fires up. And I think it's all going to depend on, and you know, there's a lot of, like I said, we've been saying there's a lot of variables, you know, what's going on in New York that, you know, that could linger on longer than what's happening in Texas or Chicago or yeah. Cincinnati. So how I'm, I'm assuming the whole country has to be on the downswing and, and looking like China and South Korea is now where cases are, you know, are, are getting lower and lower and lower and they're getting back to, you know, normal, what's, you know, relatively normal back in those countries. So I, I imagine the whole country has to be like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with um, you on that. So let's talk about the minor leagues, too. I mean, what are you hearing about minor leagues, if anything, uh, in terms of what they're looking at? I mean, can the you only, the only that? thing that I've heard is that the, that the, uh, the minor leaguers are going to get paid. Gosh, it's, it's, it's not a whole lot. It's like 400 bucks a month um, through, um, I want to say May or June, um, just because, you know, in the minor leagues, is, people think it's all glamorous. And, you know, just because you're a professional baseball player, you're making a, a, a bunch of money um, buckets of, of money's just raining on base. Not like that. You're not making, you're making below poverty level, um, you know, for the most part, especially the lower levels. Um, so those guys, you know, just like the rest of the country, who's there's a lot of people that are out of work now. And there's a lot of people financially that are, are strapped and struggling. You know, the minor leaguers are the same way. They're in that same boat. So, you know, I think they're going to try to subs, you know, substitute, a little bit money in there for them but you know it's not it's not a whole lot and you know i don't i don't know how they're going to do it there what i read there wasn't a whole lot of you know there's not going to be games in the minor leagues there's not going to be teams so i don't know if guys are going to just have to stay ready on their own and have programs set up that if somebody got hurt and they got a call on a guy that he's in shape enough to come in and pitch i don't know how that's going to work i i'm sure there's lots of talks um behind closed doors between the players union and the owners that are are trying to figure out that if this does happen in a couple months, how are we going to really attack this to make it, you know, one safe for everyone involved, um, you know, in terms of the virus and, the, and, you know, it being contagious and, you know, the well-being of these players that, you know, you don't want to put them in jeopardy where they're going to blow out their arms or blow something out and cost them, you know, time in their career. 
Yeah, it, it's such a new day and age. I mean, at this point, I think, you know, particularly because you're a father and a husband more so than, than, than a ball player when you're at home 24-7 quarantining, you're, you got bills to pay and things are different. And, uh, and, and really, you know, the thing that's on your mind is I got to get back to work and start making some money, even if it's at a you know, 20% pay cut or whatever it might be. So I think everybody, as you said, you're, you're born to play and you want to go play. So, you know, I think we're all anxious to see that. I'm with you. I think that if everything's working nationally, we might see um, the players start to roll back out into um, their spring training facilities. Well, I think a lot of them are still there, even though we heard there was a shutdown, but then we started hearing that a lot of them are still going out there. Um, I'm thinking you're going to see that probably in early May and hopefully by mid-May. I'm not against it all them playing for two weeks in empty stadiums just to, to get us through this thing because we got we got to play baseball and it's got to count for something. Me personally, I just can't get into so much the spring training games. And at this point, uh, I think most of the players are ready. As you're, you know, you know, privy to being a pitcher, I mean, the biggest concern is pitching in arms, and that's why you expand the rosters. I also think this is interesting, but let me ask you this. I thought of this when I was going, what would I do? I think that the, um, the statisticians should change the rule, and, and a four-inning game counts as a win this season or at least for two months because if we're doing a short spring training it's not fair to the pitchers who you know I know you dude you're gonna want to get that fifth inning you're gonna be selling it to your coach and your coach is like dude your pitch count we're only three weeks in come on you can't do that I don't know if they'll make that I don't think that'll happen I I think do you know what's the history of that five innings is that has that been around forever is that I don't know when that I don't know when that actually became a rule uh to be honest but I I don't I don't see major league baseball changing that um you know, there's going to be, you're going to involve, um, you know, the players union and the commissioner in terms of, cause that's money. You're talking big salaries because you know, you get more wins that way. Um, which, you know, if you go into free agency, you're going to get more money. There's a whole different, you know, dynamic. that means you just gotta be on your game as a pitcher. You gotta go out there. You gotta keep, <laughs> right, you, gotta get, you, gotta, you know, you better be throwing some more SIM games at home in your batting cage, um, hanging out. But, um, you know, talk about hanging out, these guys. We, we got another sponsor we'll talk about real quick. Uh, you, you know, being in quarantine and being relaxed, you, I'm doing a lot more laundry than I'm used to, uh, wearing a lot of stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm super excited about a new sponsor. Uh, style is changing. Formal wear is out, and the T-shirts are in. True Classic Tees are, are my favorite. It's a based in LA and it's a t-shirt company that is on the rise. These t-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash. They're incredibly versatile. You wear them out. You can wear them to work out, which a lot of guys are doing right now. They're working out in their house um, or around the house because it sounds like we're going to be doing that for a couple months and these guys got it ready, got to get ready. And the best part is they're incredibly cheap, only 15 bucks. And now you can get them for even less. If you go to trueclassictees.com and use the code uh, at checkout, believe, for 20% off. That's B-L-E-A-V at trueclassicstees.com. And they'll hook you up. Go out there, get some new uh, lounging gear for the quarantine and and hopefully get ready to to watch some baseball on TV in a couple months. I've been accused of being a t-shirt guy. I always have the cool new t-shirt. I'm sure you saw the the, uh, new, I called it the new Astros uniform. It was my blue (laughs) shirt with the Astro logo that said cheaters that was very popular on my social media accounts a few months back. So I'm lounging. I like, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. There might be a day that I don't change. 
I might wear the yeah. same same outfit a couple of days in a row. Check um, out the t-shirts. Hey, Brett, <laughs> right, right. about this, dude. So your brother actually, you know, people know that you listen to the show. Brett's brother and I are, are in a fantasy league together. We've been doing it since high school. Uh, Brett's brother wins it just about every year, Scott. But um, I'm usually right behind him in second or third. Um, and so I always have a good time watching how uh, uh, Scott drafts. But this year, we were all supposed to go to Vegas for our draft. We go during March Madness. And when, of course, we realized we couldn't go, uh, we realized before we were told we couldn't. So we were being level-headed. But Scott threw out an idea to just do a slow draft online over time. And just to, it, it actually was totally great for the first week of the quarantine because we were all sitting at our computers, staring at our computers the whole time, right? And normally I would text Brett and say, hey, what do you think of these two guys? I'm like, well, no way, man. He's going to tell his brother the two guys. I, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. At. I wouldn't but, do that. But I learned a couple of things, Brett, the, about the new rules that I think um, – let's talk about that for those guys who haven't done their draft. Jock Peterson was probably the highest-rated guy on CBS Sportsline. He went in the final round of a – 12 team 21 rounds so i mean we're talking about like he's somewhere in the high 200s we all know that that he's you know can, can only hit against right-handers with all due respect he still had 35 home runs uh but here's here's what um is of note and so i want to ask you about this with the new no more lefty only guys loogies i guess that's how you say it right um jock's gonna get more at bats is the is the um common belief because now if the other team brings in a right-hander jock's going up to bat in the next two batters if well so the rule i guess is you can end the inning if you end the inning you can pitch to one batter right. too but if you hit let's say somebody brings in a a pitcher a right-hander and there's only one out no runners on i'm sending jock to the on-deck circle if it's you know anybody six through nine right Right. I mean, he's going to get more bats. It's just the way it is. I don't personally like the rule. Um, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't think it's not what baseball is. I don't think, um, you know, it's been like that forever. So I, I don't, I don't love the change. I see why they're making the change. They're trying to speed up the game a little bit. It's because of Dave, man. It's because of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> the matchups from the fourth <laughs> inning. But that, that only comes down to like the last couple of weeks in the playoffs. Um, you know, during the regular season, you don't see that quite as much. So to make a whole rule change um, that's going to affect the whole season like that, I just – I'm not a fan of it. I'll, I'll just say it. And, and I think it's kind of dumb. But um, it is what it is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make managers really think how they use their, their players. And – you know, there's, there's some guys, I, I give Jesse Orozco, um, who's a San Diego guy that, that, um, uh, is local. He, you know, he pitched till he was like almost 50, maybe even more. Um, cause he was a one batter guy. You're taking, you're taking guys, you know, kind of their livelihood and, and, and their numbers of what they can do and, and changing kind of how the game is. And, and, you know, I don't love it, but Jock, yeah, he's going to, you know, but I don't know if that's a benefit for him or not, because, you know, he, if he does match up against stuff and they bring in a right-hander, the right-hander's in there. So he's got to face him um, if he's in the lineup. Unless so let's they pitch talk about, about that too further because I'm of the belief, and, you know, Brett and I have talked about this before. I'm a Dodger fan first. I like the Yankees too because my brother played in the minor league system. I got to know a lot of those guys during their heyday. But um, I'm an Angel fan because I live 15 minutes from there. I mean, it's been hard to be an Angel fan for the last 15 years. But but here's the deal. That deal that they had for Jock and Stripling would have been a huge trade for the angels and the word locally is that Artie Marino just got kind of irritated by always being second fiddle in the LA market and so the longer that deal took because they were waiting on Mookie Betts deal to go through he finally just canceled it and man they need that trade and so it makes me think I, I personally have felt like um, 
Jock's still not going to be a Dodger when the season opens. And it was, we were getting pretty close to the season, so that might not have been true. But now that teams are going, hey, I can't really wait till the break anymore because the, the break's going to be half a month into the, <laughs> the season. Break, yeah, the break is in a few weeks. Or um, do you think we're going to see a series of moves right before the season for teams <sighs> that were kind of waiting it out as a result? I, that would be – it'd be interesting. I, I think Jocko was going to be a Dodger opening day. I think you're right. I think Moreno kind of got irritated and, and pissed that the Dodgers were – you know, it was, it was lingering a little bit. Um, I don't know how Jock fits in the lineup. That's the problem. You know, you have so much firepower. You have so much talent in the, in the lineup and on the bench right he now. He changes it dramatically. I mean, Huge. he was the leadoff hitter, or no, he was, but now Mookie supposedly is. But he was a great leadoff hitter last year. Yeah, I mean, he's a great left-handed hitter off the bench. But I, I think, you know, I think he's, he's more than just a, a pinch hitter. Um, you know, he, he's a platoon guy that that's going to face right-handers if they're starting, but I, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see a ton of moves being made right before the season. I know there's been a, a little activity, but um, yeah, I, I don't see a lot happening. I really don't. So, you know, one guy who didn't get drafted at all um, in our fantasy draft this year is you want to guess which Dodger it was. It was a Dodger outfit. I mean, all the other Dodgers went early, but it's, it's jocks platoon mate. I mean, it's so, so that's what uh, concerns me about um, if, if jocks on the Dodgers, he should be starting, right? I don't see how he can start. Where are you going to start him? I don't, I don't see. Just like last year is the whole point. If he's, um, if, if they're having a right-hander, he was the leadoff hitter and he was in the lineup every day. And if, he, if he's, I, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see him starting quite as much as he did last year. That's why I think they were trying to deal him because the bets thing was on the horizon. They were going to get him and, and there's just no room. I mean, don't make room for him. I don't think he'll be, you know, as used as he was last year, because I just think, you know, I know Verdugo has gone and, and, you know, that frees up a little bit of space, but they have, they're so deep. Uh, yeah, on so their that bench. AJ Pollock's the biggest wild card on the Dodgers this year. And truth be told, if AJ had a great year, look out because he's the only hole in our lineup right now. Right? Listen, I mean, if Peterson could could scrap some hits against a right-hander, I would take him any day, day. here sure. instead of Pollock. Um, you know, if he could figure out how to just hit, I don't know, two twenty against right-handers or two ten, I would throw him out there That's because I take against lefties. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> but he's hitting bomb. But okay, one ninety, if you hit one ninety off <laughs> off of a off of a left-hander, I might throw him out there because Pollock. I you know, and I like AJ. You know, I played with him uh, in AAA uh, in Reno, and he's a great dude. Um, but I, I I just feel like he didn't he didn't quite do what he should have done last year. Um, you know, not not to dis count a season but I think he's a better player than that but you know there's a lot there's a lot of thunder in that lineup and sometimes you know when you're not the guy or some guys thrive on being a little bit more of, of the guy and he's not that he's not that guy in that lineup you know so you got the Dodgers and the Turners and all those guys too yeah I was referring to AJ even Lux went early in our draft actually you know who went lowest in our draft which kind of surprised me because we're all Southern Cal guys and most of us are Dodger fans in the league um is the Fresh Prince. I mean, he went a lot later, Will Smith, than I thought, yeah, but his I think, average is low. No, I think what happened is, it, and you see this a lot with guys coming up, guys coming up for the minor leagues. They're, it's either going to go one of two ways. Guys are going to yeah. just get overmatched and overpowered, and they're going to get sent back down to AAA, and they're going to they're gonna scrap to get at bats when they come back up, or a guy's going to get hot right off the bat, like he did, 
But then, you know, there's a reason why these pitchers are the best in the world. They're going to figure out holes. They're going to figure out deficiencies in the hitter's swing, and they're going to exploit them. And I think that's what happened. And it happened a little bit quicker than sometimes a guy will go off a whole year, and then that sophomore year, that sophomore slump comes around, and guys, you know, they watch there's a lot of videotape. There's a lot of information out there of, of, you know, weak spots. And they, you know, guys are good enough to hit those spots. And, and usually that second year is that decisive year, whether this guy's <clears throat> going to figure it out and he's going to be, you know, what type of level player is he going to be an A player or a B player or a C player. And not that Smith isn't going to be, you know, a better player, but, you know, guys kind of figured him out towards the end and, and, and he struggled. And I think Barnsley's going to get some more time, especially because he went down last year and had some time to play every day and work on his uh, swing. And he was he was a platoon with um, the year before when, um, gosh, man, all the names are escaping me today. We really need to get back to <laughs> Yasmani. When he and Yasmani, they split more time. It was more like a, a 30% thing. Hey, well, um, and it comes down to it comes down to what we talked about a lot at the end of the year. It's it's a great problem to have. You yeah. have so much talent. You have so much talent on the bench. How do you use them all? Well, what that's a great problem because you yeah. have some. You have some teams that you know the the smaller. Well, I'll use air quotes. You can't see me. The smaller market teams, like Kansas City or something, they don't have that depth. Yeah, they don't have that problem of like, oh, we have, you know, four guys on the bench that would start if they were, you know, in Kansas City, and they don't. But the Dodgers have that luxury. Yeah, and I know this is one of my favorite topics toward the end of last year, but I'm looking at a roster projection right now. So on the bench, you got backup catcher, Austin Barnes. you got Matt Beatty. If, if uh, Lux is the second baseman, Muncie is the first baseman, that leaves uh, Kike and Chris Taylor on the bench, along with Jock Peterson. So, And Ed, Edwin Rios is probably the odd man out still in the minors unless they expand those rosters. So looks a lot like last year. Dodgers are primed for a really good season, guys. They're pitching staff. Um, they basically named Alex Wood and Julio Urias as their four and five before the pandemic struck, which puts Ross Stripling in the bullpen. Um, I am anxious to see Julio Urias convert to a starter. I, in my humble opinion, he has not lived up to the hype. There's been a few games where he came through in short relief, no doubt about that. The times he started where I've been like, man, this is the time he's going to flip that switch and become a, the guy. It just, it just hasn't happened to date. So I'm hoping he can do well, that. He's young. He's still young. I mean, I think people forget he, he, he's a young kid. Uh, he and baby. was born in 1996. So what does that make him in August? So he'll be 23 or 24 this year. I mean, I broke into the big leagues, 23, 24. There and, you this, go. and this guy's got, you know, two or three years under his belt. So there's still time for him to develop and, and kind of find that niche and see how he's going to, fit into the to the rotation of the bullpen but you know they, they bring up guys so young now um because there's so much money involved and they want to get value out of their players um you know and sometimes it takes a while for these guys to kind of find their niche and get, and get comfortable so yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting year for me and it's all going to be really strange because it's going to be a short year you know some guys i was a horrible first half pitcher you know so it, it my first halves were horrendous usually and then my second halves were out of this world so with half the games maybe being gone, it's going to be interesting to see how people really, really get going. You know, I just I didn't realize until just now I'm looking at the roster online, but the, the if you read the scuttlebutt that Doc and the, and the brass were spinning in spring training before the pandemic and the shutdown, um, Dustin May's a starter. Therefore, he likely was heading for the farm. And Gonsolin, they're more open to using him, has a reliever. So they were hinting that Gonsolin will be coming with the team in the bullpen, but May is going to go get a few starts and be ready to step in when somebody goes down. Uh, the roster expansion may be the best thing that happened to May at the beginning of the year, um, just to keep him in the in the big leagues. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but 
But hey, I got to ask you, have you seen these pictures of Ardolis Chapman online? He looks like a bodybuilder. Have you seen that? You got to look it up. It's crazy. No, I haven't. But I, I, I was in spring training with him a few years back uh, with Cincinnati. And that guy's a animal so he already <laughs> I mean, looked like that he was all, he was he looked like a tight end <laughs> no he was an animal it was like i was shocked um you know because you know sometimes guys in their uniforms you know it's not like basketball where it's like you know you you see their arms you see you see how they're built you know the baseball uniform can be deceiving in a good way and a bad way you know some of the guys that aren't in super great shape you can you can hide that in a uniform um but guys like that that are that like ripped and chiseled sometimes you don't know that but i saw him working out and doing win i'm like dude this guy is jacked yeah I mean, jacked you gotta see this picture he posted on his twitter the other it's ridiculous so hey last thing i have i don't know if you um are connected to tom wilson we've talked about him on the show before played for the blue jays dodgers catcher minor league guy came up with the yankees my brother but great guy from fullerton california he and I are our friends on Facebook, and he did a, a, a quarantine, you know, all these crazy quarantine. Hey, put your favorite picture. He said, do your favorite baseball picture, and, and you never – everybody's big leaguer. So there's all these great comments going back and forth on his Facebook post about one picture from baseball. And he wasn't talking to necessarily just his buddies he played with. He was talking to everybody, you know, Little League, you know, fans, women, whatever, like, you know, if you're a kid – so um, it was a fun, fun thing, and uh, I got I got to learn a lot about the guys he played with and some of the pictures. And you know, there's a lot of guys showing a you know them swinging a bat, and I'm going, hey, did you hit this this one go out? Like, tell us what happened because you're not allowed to talk about it. So uh, having some fun on social media to pass the time. So Brett, you got anything else you want to uh, talk about before we sign off? No, I just I mean I think the main thing is getting back to what we talked about a little bit earlier is just stay safe. You know, there's a lot of, like I said, doctors and nurses that are out there fighting for us and, and <clears throat> on the front line, putting their lives at risk um, for us to be safe. And, and we need to be thankful for them. And like you said, no political agenda, um, just, you know, have compassion for people. Um, you know, there's a lot of people scared out there and there's a lot of people that are, that are suffering with either financially or physically and just, you know, just put your nose down, do what you're supposed to do, do what, you know, what's recommended stay home as much as you can wash your hands um and do the stuff we need to so we can get back to to what we were doing before and and you know keeping our family safe and and hopefully seeing a little bit of baseball as and, and other sports it's been really hard not to see any sports basketball Crazy. everything like that um so really want to get that back so people need to do their part Hey, and folks, let me say one more thing too about that. I, I've observed this, you know, when somebody dies or passes away, you, you, there's kind of that, the steps of acceptance. I've viewed that actually happening with coronavirus where at first you're freaked out that you might get it and die. And then you realize a lot of people have it. And then you realize that, you know, 98% of the people that are passing away already were sick or have a comorbidity. The sooner you understand this, the better you'll be prepared to manage this process. One of your neighbors has it or already had it. One in every four houses has already had it. And you may or may not have known it because the cases are so mild. I have three relatives who are certain they had it in January and the doctors confirmed, yeah, you probably did. I've referred five people to the doctor and on three or four of them, he has said, I'm pretty sure you have it, but you do not need to go get tested. You're under 40, your symptoms are mild. Just stay home, drink water. And here's the one tidbit I can give you. You take Tylenol, not Advil, because there's something in the ibuprofen. It doesn't mix well with it. Um, I'm not a doctor, so that's all I can give you on that. But guys, we're all going to get it in the next four, three, four, five years. We're all going to get it. So the sooner you can realize that, take a deep breath and just say, stay home. The virus doesn't spread itself. We spread it. 
the more you'll be able to understand we're all in this together. The president pushed the deadline out from mid-April to the end of April. So I think we could plan and level set and just come to terms with that. That in many cases, people would say is a little bit too long, but that's good because there's still going to be cases out there, but we should have turned the corner by then. The number will be coming down and society will be a lot more manageable. So, hey, thanks so much to our sponsors. I guess, guys, I actually signed up for betonline.ag during this show. It was really easy. It took me about two minutes. I saw that they take cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, or cash, debit cards, credit cards. So check it out. Brett, you want to give one more shout out to our other sponsor real quick? Yeah, it's... uh... <clears throat> Sorry, uh, we both clearing our throats. Yeah, no, it's, I was thinking about what you're saying about the whole the whole virus. Um, I, I love thinking. your update. It's nice though. It's nice when you know somebody and and you know you can get perspective and information and and really take it to heart. So you know, like yeah, play said, online I, poker to pass the time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And while you're at it, wear True Classic tees and get those from TrueClassicTees.com and use use the uh, code Believe at checkout for and 20% where's off. The, we're the dugout dudes, formerly the Dodger dudes on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. I'm Josh Luke with Brett Tomko. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hey, Brett, thanks for all that insight. Yeah, bro. thanks, buddy. Stay safe. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.